0: Is it not working. is it playing back <laughs> through? Wait, Christian.
1: Hello, testing, testing. Hello? Let's all say
0: something. Hey testing. Testing once. Pawn <laughs> on <it>? Five. Christian. <laughs> Hello.
2: Hello. Hello.
3: I got to get off it. I got to get off in like 40 minutes. Jared,
2: please Uh, don't do this, man.
3: Hey, yo, (laughs) I think you did this, bro.
2: (laughs) Jared and Christian
4: host Good podcasts, which has been like one of our favorite podcasts for a long time. Uh, Hey, guys. Why? I don't know. I feel like it's it's because of this shit. It's because like you guys don't bury all the like bullshit, you know?
1: We try to make mm-hmm. our podcast the most like raw and just obviously it's edited, but just kind of like someone's, we want someone to feel like they're just sitting at the table with us. And I feel like very similar about your guys' podcast. So I don't know. I feel like we just had like similar vibe on that.
0: You guys were also super early on. Like podcasts now are not the same that from when you guys put one out, like first episode, but right. you guys kind of set precedent to what a good podcast would be. Uh, and I think it really yeah. just translates over, and, and people from like wherever they're listening to can can feel like they're there.
3: Mm-hmm. Bro, I was telling I was telling Christian we like it was we put our first episode out in, in the end of uh, I think it was December of 2015. Life has yeah. changed mm-hmm. it's so long. It's ago. A different world, bro.
4: Alex <laughs> yeah, still in middle school. Yeah, I was like, <laughs> I was I was getting my job
2: I think what maybe like this, the similarities that we find with each other is probably, uh, I mean, just the stuff that I can see that you guys are doing is we're just trying to not play something else than that's like not in our, our like wheelhouse. You know what I mean? I think there's like, at least for a podcast, like if we're, if we sort of had some intention of, making maybe a little bit more money or something we probably would talk more cinematography we would talk more like um sort of like gear and like whatever but i think like i don't know me and jared always kind of think long term i think like long term the people who will listen to our kind of show um are the kind of people that i would hang out with Mm. you know what i mean i think that's more valuable to me i don't need um i don't really see a need for us to like move to the same town and, like, start a YouTube version of our show and then, like, you know what I mean? Like, kind of go with the whole – That
3: sounds like a great idea.
2: Um, we haven't talked about that. <laughs> it. would be fun. <laughs> actually, while I'm saying it, I'm like, maybe we should do that.
4: <laughs> just, but, uh, so Jared's like, man, actually, that was a good idea. And you're like, yeah, I know. Yeah.
2: <laughs> but I think from day one, me and Jared were kind of like, yeah, we have a very specific – kind of person that we want to interview Mm. you know yeah um yeah and i think you guys are are the same just doing your own thing you know following your own path which i think people like and they attach themselves to yeah
4: yeah it's funny for us too because it's like we we like love what we do but we also just try not to take ourselves too seriously i think which is like a big thing is like we can sit around all day and talk about what we do and why we do it and like talk to people who really inspire us to do the things that we do but at the end of the day, like we just want to have fun and like right. get to know people and make friends. I think, like, like you're saying, is like if we wanted to make money, we could like set up walkthroughs with like how to pitch clients and or tutorials. like tutorial, right. like yeah. and that all that stuff is good, like from like an educational point of view. But it's kind of just not really who we are, like at the end of the day
2: well there's other people doing it yeah there's other great people doing it better than True. I mean yeah. Philip Bloom still exists whether we watch him or not you know what I mean a <laughs> <laughs> little, little like just like uh, I don't really know where are you guys based sorry we're in, we're in LA
0: yeah
2: so last time I saw Abraham we were in Dallas right yeah
0: we both were in Dallas many moons ago dude we were just
2: <laughs> running around Instagramming fools <laughs> Just like
0: we've all been there. Trying to
2: catch What's some light.
3: <laughs> Chasing that light. <laughs> God. Oh my
5: Dude, God. but I
2: think um to sort of like tie into that idea, I guess, is like that's what we were doing back then. Yeah.
5: Yeah.
2: You know? Mm-hmm. That's what we were doing back then. Like we found people who I like their photography. They shoot similar than me. Like, let's go meet. Like let's have a little community of let's I would much I don't know my Jared. Yeah, dude. I don't know about Jared, but like I would much rather that than, um, I mean, being a celebrity or like being someone who like a lot of people know at this point is like kind of like not a good place to be, in my opinion. Mm. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, I would much rather like the the way of sort of like just doing your own thing sort of seems more right now than ever, you know?
0: Yeah, Dude, when I first met you, you had just started at like music bed. And you had just gotten that, I don't know if you remember, you had just gotten like that red and we're playing around and just so long ago, but it's been cool just to see like your career grow. Um, and I actually think I met Jared once too, like at at, like this pizza place. It was so random. You probably (laughs) can't remember. Yeah. It was like after.
2: Was it in Charlotte?
0: No, no, no. It was was in Dallas. It was after like one of those, uh, music bed, uh, yearly things. Uh, cause we have. Like Max Coots and all those, I think we all went. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But it's been really cool from there to see your guys' like trajectory. Because um, we were kids at the time, like pretty much like kind of just starting yeah. off. All of us. Yeah, cool. yeah,
2: I feel like Jared is kind of uh, not that he's like the 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 dad of the group, but I always kind of put like he's he's kind of been leading. <laughs> I mean, he was he was kind of leading what I was doing at Music Bed, to be honest with yeah. you. Mm-hmm. You know even though we didn't know each other and I weasled my way into a relationship with him but um Sweet guy. but I think he's Jared's always been kind of he, he won't say it he won't ever say it cuz he's he's from SCAD and he thinks he's an art school kid <laughs> and like
0: <laughs> oh he's one of those whatever
2: yeah but he is literally I mean I think he's he's playing the long con if you guys can't see that already he's one of the yeah. he's one of the gems well, yeah. you know so I think I I more or less follow Jared oh Christian
0: that was really nice. <laughs> I don't think I've actually heard this, but how did you guys meet? Well, that's what he was saying. He
3: weasled his yeah. way into my home. <laughs> uh,
2: <laughs> Do you want me to tell it? I'll Do you want me to give the answer? i talking
3: a lot. Go ahead. Yeah. Um, I was, uh, <laughs> I got an email from you and uh, from Christian and this guy named Will at um, Music Bed, And uh, they wanted to come like shoot a little film with me. I think it was like, you were shooting a thing about me, but also about you doing like a thing on like, uh, I don't know, Hillsong and a few other churches, I think.
2: We were doing like two different, like two for ones, essentially. We were yeah. making something about, we went to Australia and like made something with Hillsong and then made something with Sal. Yeah. Um, and then we were coming to Elevation to do the same thing. Yeah. Which was, in my opinion, like, I think Daniel, like the owner of, of Music Bed, knew this at the time. But I think I was, he knew what I was doing. Like I didn't really want to do like the church thing was cool, but it was like marketing, you know, it was like a brand film, um, like geared towards like selling towards churches. But like I was trying to make these docs, you know, yeah. and I was like, I think I should make a doc about Jared. So
3: That was. the it, first time
2: we actually met yeah. was just me making something about him.
3: Well, I, yeah. We went to go, he showed up and then I took my daughter Winnie to go get bagels and yeah. And he came and shot it and then hung around um my house and did a little interview and stuff. And um
2: Yeah.
3: Dude, it was like I can like count on like one hand how many times <clears throat> I've like met people that it was like an instant friendship with and, and that was definitely one of those moments where it was just like, cool, I guess we'll just be friends forever. Yeah. <laughs> yeah from here <Right>. on out. <laughs> um, we're,
2: we're even like still discovering little like things that we are like identical to our lives like um well to be to be fair to be... we
3: are very different but we definitely <laughs> very have different a lot of like to the eye maybe similar <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but but um yeah also our fair share of differences but yeah there is a lot of like kind of weird overlap of like kind of how we grew up and,
4: and yeah uh,
3: career trajectory and some of that
4: stuff uh i feel like it's the same for us like when i lived in Chicago, I met McKenzie, and I was like, okay, I guess we'll just hang out every day until I, like, don't live here anymore. Right. And then I met Abe, like, the second day. I lived in L.A., and it was literally, like, my he was my only friend for, like, a whole year, and we just hung out every single day. Uh, so it's, 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 like, weird. It's, like, a lot of these people that we want to talk to and, like, have an instant connection with are just, like, a lot more like us than they are different, I feel like.
3: Well, but, what's weird is that Christian and I have never lived in the same city ever
4: really mm-hmm.
3: we, wow yeah so it's just been like a <laughs> <laughs> just really- a long-term long distance relationship long distance we just kept <laughs> going. we've had our peaks and valleys you know but we've kept it <laughs> yeah, you,
0: you're pulling through yeah how do you guys just not because i've tried the long distance relationship uh w- with like actual like you know Part, like <laughs> yeah, and it just doesn't work because like it's just so easy to like just kind of get disconnected. How do you guys? Well, keep I mean, talking? there's
3: slightly different expectations for our relationship versus you know <laughs> maybe a more intimate relationship. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> um, yeah. I mean, that's something we talked about early, in in this latest season of our podcast was like kind of us processing and breaking down, even for like just for us actually like kind of processing it in the moment, like um, we had a bit of like, not like a falling out at all, but just like got busy and didn't talk to each other for like six or eight months. So Mm -hmm. we kind of like, and I think that is to some extent, like I, we definitely think about our podcast and we're, we're conscious of like what we're putting on there, but a lot of it is like not deeply like strategic. It's, it's us like really talking and it's, us catching up we obviously talk a lot like outside of like when we record but um a lot of us recording is like legitimately us catching up and like seeing what each other been up to and stuff so Mm -hmm. um yeah i think that's the podcast has been good for our friendship just being able Mm -hmm. to like um have a reason to stay connected and um uh yeah i mean i think we we obviously care about each other regardless but that's definitely a way almost like an excuse just to like talk to each other for like hours at a time.
2: Yeah. Yeah.
1: Well, it's kind of like kind of where mouthwash was birthed too, because me and Alex lived in Chicago and then he was moving to LA and I was staying in Chicago and it was like, okay, what's a project we can work on even though we're in different cities, living in different places. And that's how mouthwash started. And then Alex came out here and met Abe, and then we were all doing it together. But it was still this, like, multi-city, like, what's a project we can all be doing? So it seems similar. Like, yeah. you guys have always lived in different cities. What's a project you could do together? And, um,
2: yeah. Yeah. Cool. We always found excuses to, to do something. Like, a project that, like, just didn't have a lot of money. I was usually one of his first calls, you know? Which, like, to me, like, the no money Jared music videos are like my favorite stuff, you know? <laughs> so like, I'm always down to come and DP something like that. Or like run around the desert with like, for no money and just like, Yeah, I'm, my I'm shooting two in stuff.
3: August, dude. You're free to come. <laughs>
2: <laughs> but dude, I, I think, um, you're, I think it's important to like have some, I, especially in like the film industry, there's so many excuses to like see people, Yeah, you know, like that's my favorite part. It's like, Having all these pockets around the, the country that yeah, I can it's like, true. Yeah, yeah. Even yeah. just couch surf if I need to, you know, just like pop into L.A. for seven days or something and just find a place to stay. Yeah. It's like
3: I will. You I not that ten years ago. Right when me or right when I went freelance about four years ago. Um, like I I don't know if I would have gone freelance without Christian kind of telling me that it was gonna be okay. Honestly. Yeah. <laughs> And to be honest, I was pretty fucking mad because it wasn't okay for, like, a while. (laughs) There was a lot of uh, ups and downs. Um, But I remember, like, he and I went to L.A. early 2017. And we were just, like, taking meetings and, like, hanging out and running around Los Angeles, like uh trying to figure out what our career was going to be and I, mm-hmm. I still look back at that and i still have relationships from those meetings and like um it was like what like a week we were there
2: it was a, yeah it was a good trip <clears throat> it was like a long
3: time and it's like I, I, yeah it was like kind of like a very formative like moment in my career like connecting with people and like um yeah doing that with christian was like really cool very memorable do
2: you so do you guys live in the same place obviously you guys live in the same area now right yeah Uh, More or less.
1: Yeah. Kind of from different areas. I would say Abe's from Texas. Alex is from Ohio. I'm from Chicago. And honestly, like, Instagram is the way we all kind of met originally. Like, years before we ever met in person, we were all friends on the internet. I
0: I hate the way that sounds, but it's true. (laughs) That's when it was cool. Yeah. 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 But yeah. Right, right. (laughs) To to your point, like, I feel like we, we started a studio and we were all working at different agencies. It was similar because... Right. While it's a studio, it's essentially freelance because you have to, you know,
1: get your own work. You have to yeah. make hey. sure
0: you're paying your, your bills and like yeah. no one else is looking after yeah. you. And it's, it's, it's scary. Mm-hmm. Um, we obviously don't have the like a family. So like we were able to take the risk without it being so, you know, a huge, a bigger decision. Than, yeah. 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 <clears throat> uh, but we were there for each other. And I think mm-hmm. I, I don't know. It made it a lot easier because, you know, we were able to like celebrate the highs and even Pull each other up from the lows Mm -hmm. and that gets overlooked a lot when Mm -hmm. people talk about like going freelancer or uh just starting a business together like you need those kinds of people Mm -hmm. Um, yeah for sure what about like Mm -hmm. i'd be curious to talk to you guys about like career trajectory
4: because we talk about this all the time is like we we sometimes like wake up and like can't believe that we get to do what we do every day um -hmm. and i'd be curious for you guys like a lot of directors and dps kind of get into the industry i feel like and are like trying to make it happen or some of them have like goals and aspirations of features and some of them don't but i'd be curious just to like hear about like what you guys started doing what you thought you were always going to do like are you doing that now and then we have some thoughts on that i
3: mm-hmm. yeah i feel like we could talk about this forever this is probably the thing me and christian like to talk about the most
4: <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> is like
3: just what a peculiar like path it is for, I mean, like everybody totally, it's totally different depending on the person, but like, um, you know, I think being in the world that we are in, which is kind of like in-house production team world, you're looking at all these people who are freelance and it's very easy to like romanticize like what that is. And, and kind of like, you know, for me going freelance, it was like, um, I had these, like, illusions of, like, what the path, like, should be, you mm-hmm. know? Which is, you know, I think at that point in time, Christian and I both were kind of coming up in a time where it was, like, Vimeo was, like, God, you know? And, <laughs> and the, people, the people who were, like, <clears throat> making cool shit on Vimeo were, like, also making great commercials and music videos. And it was, like, cool. So I guess, like, when you level up you sign with a production company bigger the better cooler roster the better and then you make music videos for a little bit and then you graduate from that and then you start making real money with commercials and then at some point you make such good commercials that somebody's going to be like (laughs) hey buddy you should make a movie (laughs) um which i in my experience almost none of that is true (laughs) um so i think you know, when we're talking about career trajectory, it's really like, it's so different and so unique to like each person. And I think that I don't want to speak for you, Christian, you can you can say your own piece, but like, for me, it's been like such a interesting path of like doing all those things that I thought would get me to like a certain point. And then realizing that like more than that, it's really a decision of like, what do I actually want to do? And then I have to put like, insane time and effort into making that happen Mm. and not just assume that someone's going to be like you've earned it kid good job go make a movie it's like no i have to decide that i'm going to make movies (laughs) and you know for me it's like i've been working on like a script for like two and a half years and i'm in the midst of like developing it for christian you know he's like further along and i think that it took a decision for both of us independently to be like do we want to make commercials forever? No. Is it a nice way to make a living in the meantime? Yes. But like, it can't be something that becomes like basically I had to figure out a way, even just like financially. um, I can't be in a place where I can't not make commercials.
5: Yeah. You know what I
3: mean? I I need to be in a place like where I can like, when the opportunity presents itself to make a movie that I can walk away and go do that. And that's Mm. been an interesting path. Um, and yeah, like I said, Christian's, you know, I actually just watched Christian's like rough cut of his feature last night. Um, so he's, he's like, you know, a little bit ahead, but I think we both kind of figured out that like, um, yeah, I think what we want to do and are are doing our best to go after it.
2: Mm. Yeah. I think, I mean, I would definitely mostly agree with everything Jared said. I think, um, I think looking back, like it's definitely interesting that like Jared was talking about earlier, the transition to freelance feels like such this like daunting sort of um, thing. Like it, it might not happen. It might not work out. Like that's always the risk, right? Um, it's, but it's funny when you jump that hurdle and you go freelance and you come out the other side like consistently working and, and finding some success, it, it's almost just as hard to go do a feature as going freelance. You know what I mean? Because it's, I I would, I would even say it's harder um, because of what Jared said. Like you can't, especially if you have kids like we do, um, you just can't. It's not in the cards to just walk away. Um, So it like takes just like chipping away at certain relationships and like biding your time and then having something. um, I mean, there's so many directors that, I mean, I could, me and Jared could, like you said, I'll talk all, all day about this, but there's so many directors that don't even have a feature script mm. like going mm-hmm. that are killing it in commercials,
5: mm-hmm. making
2: million dollar spots that just can't seem to write a script. But the reason they started when they were 14 is to make feature films because they saw X, Y, yeah. Z movie that they, that inspired them to, to become a filmmaker. Um, I think I kind of definitely sold out to, um, to a lot of other things and like forgot about that sort of yes. um, like truth of like, did I have to make movies, mm. you know? And I kind of got away with it, making branded content and like making documentaries and short form content. But the whole time you're like, God, I know the Holy grail is out there, you know, <laughs> but it, it's like this illusion of like, yeah. um, so to, to, give a clear example of like what kind of movie I just made to give you a picture of like, it wasn't like, nobody gave us any money, Mm -hmm. you know, like it was self-funded from um, not friends and family, but from, you know, some people that somebody knows. Um, But (laughs) we just finagled away. We just finagled away so that all the locations were free. It was a favor, you know, and the location was, Uh, in the Virgin Islands, on a yacht, in a private jet, like all these places in New Orleans that we shot, all these interiors were just given to us because I had like kind of like chipped away at this relationship that I knew at some point would pay off. You know what I mean? Um, And I think, I mean, the hope for me, like talking about like career trajectories, I guess, is like, I mean, the dream would be that I like had a shot, you know, not to be too, like uh, metaphorical, I guess, but like you get a you get a certain number of shots as a director, mm-hmm. I'd say, which is why commercial filmmaking is like you can get sucked into that because there's a lot of shots. Mm-hmm. You're pitching all the time. You guys know, like, yeah, you have so many days of just creativity. It's like intoxicating, Um, yeah. And you're dealing with a lot of money and a lot of just like intensity for like three days. Mm-hmm. You know, um. But when you like, I was talking to Jared about this the other day, like when you get on your set of like a feature that you wrote and you have like just all the people doing the thing, you're like, this is it. Yeah. Like it's, it's one of those things. Like I just met my wife and I don't even know her, you know, it's just like, this is the rest of my life. You yeah. Know? Um, so I've only like recently kind of come to terms with the fact that like, I don't – like Jared said earlier, you don't really get to make like the dopest commercials and then someone comes to you and says, you know, let's do a feature. Aside from – gosh, what was the movie that came out? Um, The guy who plays Wolverine. What's his name?
5: Hugh Jackman.
2: Hugh Jackman with the Circus movie. The director of that, they did a commercial together and Hugh Jackman just loved – yeah, exactly. Um, Hugh Jackman like made that movie happen. Like, there's stories like that. Yeah, for sure. For sure. But I I think this is, like,
4: it kind of just doesn't get easier, right? Or, I don't know, does it get easier? We
0: were talking to Solomon about this because I feel like he's also in a similar – because he's in the commercial world where it's, like, he has so much that oftentimes you guys need headspace and attention and energy devoted to making this thing as best as possible because it might be your only shot. Mm. And if, if you miss or, yes. or or do bad your your credibility is everything, people are gonna know you as a director with a bad feature. Um uh, yeah. you know so so it's yeah, it's true. a lot at risk not to you know put pressure on or whatever, but it it's true and um I think that gets overlooked because it's not just about like days or time. It's it's about headspace you, you totally. guys like you have to create a world like you have to be in that world you mm-hmm. can't jump back and forth right mm-hmm. like you can't just teleport like uh you treat right. to like commit and devote time and energy to this thing uh and then invite other people to be a part of that vision to to see it through mm-hmm. which is i yeah. think overlooked because people just see the end result mm-hmm. yeah right.
3: i i think you know um 2019 was a tough year for me professionally just like I mean, probably between 2018 and 2019, I probably wrote like 100, 120 music video pitches. <laughs> oh my god! Um, Holy shit! And maybe one like.
2: But f- five. he says that with like without saying the artist that he was pitching against, but like it was it was big music videos. It wasn't like. Yeah. Um, I don't know. Yeah,
3: which is probably why I lost a lot of them. <laughs> um, but it
2: was epic that you were p- that you were I, pitching. I think
3: like. Mm -hmm. well here's here's to touch on that for just a second like the example that i try and give to people who are like really dead set on like being a part of a big production company there's nothing innately wrong with it it's just like what's cool about working with a big production company is that you get in line for the things that you've dreamt of working on Mm. artists that you've dreamt of working with but the line is extremely long all of a sudden So like, as opposed to like being younger and working with like, you know, for me, like John Mark McMillan or like somebody that I know personally and just like going out and doing it, you have these opportunities that seem like they're like within grasp, but, uh, and maybe some of them are, but the reality more often is that like you and 40 other people are in line trying to do the same thing Mm -hmm. and, and one person gets to do it. So the math doesn't really like work out in your favor most of the time. So, um, it is cool. And it's kind of addicting just to be like, guess who I'm writing a treatment for. But Mm -hmm. in a lot of ways, um, it's such a creative, like vortex of, it just like saps all of my creative energy out, you know? And I, and I felt like in a lot of ways, especially 2019, 2018 as well, but like not winning as much as it hurt and even financially really hurt. I think that is a really big reason that I was able to make so much headway on, on my film, you know, Mm -hmm. like just not working (laughs) as much as it hurt and sucked. um, I think was like in the long run, like a a huge blessing um, Mm -hmm. to be able to like not have a choice, but to like, work on something that really meant a lot to me and also like put my It's it's almost like owning a house versus like renting a house where it's like i can put creative energy into like these treatments that maybe don't add up to anything or i can put all that energy into something that's like i know i'm gonna like own and be able to like turn into something eventually even though it may not be like i think it's also kind of like saying goodbye to a lot of the things that took me to like where I was, which was like short-term kind of like uh, blitzes of, uh, I don't know, uh, self-assurance or people patting me on the back, you know, like releasing a music video every three months and people being like, wow, that's so great. And getting like kind of addicted to that, having to be like, I need to wean myself off of this in order, in order to make something like long-term like something, something that I can really like sink my teeth into and it's going to really mean something. And it's going to take me to like the next level of my career. Just like kind of turning my back on the things that like made me happy and gave me success. earlier mm. on, Which is a hard thing to do because people are on the sidelines. Like where's Jared. Right. <laughs> and, and it's like, i just kind of have to not consider those people's opinions. I'm, I'm making people up. They don't, I don't know who they are, but like, you know just like having to be okay with like not being that person anymore
0: right you know? people associate silence with inactivity and i think oftentimes yeah. the 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 less you hear the more busy we probably are yeah um but i think the word blitz is great like I, 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 we in what we do it i feel like we're just constantly being blitzed and i i we haven't done it yet, but I would love to see what we can do when we're not constantly getting blitz and like what we could create.
2: Mm
0: Yeah. We do it so much for other brands. Like if we were to start our own and like.
2: That's like the difference between creating and surviving. We've all been in jobs where we're like just surviving. Right. Whether they they could even be creative jobs like Jared was in, you know, but he's still sitting there like having to survive. Yeah. And that's not always like financially. That's like emotionally too you know it's like um when you can't dude that's the i i think we're all trying to like figure out a way to just design our lives to look like the way we want them to look Mm, you know what i mean Mm -hmm. and like for so it for a long time it didn't really make sense that i was spending 90 percent of my energy just like jared was in commercials when like i don't Mm want to do it's like I got into this industry to do the thing that I wanted to do, and now I'm doing the thing I don't want to do, and I, it's like glorified in some way, and that's why I'm doing it, you know. Mm. And it like, but it, it is yeah. ultimately sort of, um, yeah, instant is a good word, instant cash, instant sort of yeah. like they come out in a couple of weeks. You get to work with the best people because they're paying. You know what I mean? Like it's super fun. Yeah. Don't get don't get me wrong. It's not. Yeah. It's not like it's not fun. Um, and
3: necessary. I mean, it, it is, like... Yeah,
2: super necessary.
3: Yeah. But not, like, the... Not not the goal. It's not the point.
2: Yeah. It, le- would, at, least this, at least for us. Jared, what would your goal be for, like, the amount of projects that you do? Uh,
3: wait, what kind of projects?
2: Um, Like, if you're working on features, right, and you want to put out a certain amount of... Like, you have... Development period, yada yada. Like some fe- some directors put a feature out every two years, or every four years, or every eight years, or whatever. I'd probably it like. take it slow. Yeah,
0: yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah
3: I'm I'm more like at one every like five or six years. Make them wait, you know.
0: Dang. <laughs> <laughs> the fans are yeah.
4: The fans are waiting for Jared. Yeah, exactly.
3: Well, you know, just to be clear, too, like, uh, you know. I say this a lot on the podcast cause I'm like terrified of people thinking that like I am speaking from any place of like authority, you know? Yeah. Um,
2: that's our whole thing, by the way. Like that's our, that's our same. like thesis of the show is just like, yeah. Not acting like a dick. Yeah.
3: <laughs> so just, just for your listeners, like, you know, I can only speak to the, to the extent that like I wrote a script I have producers involved and I'm trying my fucking hardest to get it like off the ground. That's as far as I can speak to. It's like that, you know? So like, I, I I don't know anything past that, but I know what it took to write a script for me. And it took two and a half years of like concerted effort to do it, Yeah, you know? Um, And I think that, you know, as far as I can speak, like I, I had to like, leave a big company that looked cool and sexy on my on my website to be able to like free up like creative and mental bandwidth to like Mm -hmm. actually go after Mm. the thing I wanted to go after you know yeah so that's I just want to like say that that, like I don't know shit about making movies I, I mean I don't I've never I've never made a feature before um but I can only speak to like my experience like personally and it's you know, it's taken, a, it's taken a lot of effort to get even just where I am. So, um, yeah.
1: Yeah. But I feel in our experience, just even doing this podcast, like what you just said, people need to hear that, that like people they admire in the industry and people who like on paper or on their portfolio, maybe are just like doing these amazing things. Like we only need to hear that people are putting in the work and like, it's hard and we, maybe we don't even know what we're doing all the time, but I think that's like what's that rawness is like important for people to hear.
0: Mm-hmm. And it's yeah. often time. Um, it sucks. Cause it's like the rich keep getting richer. Like the, <laughs> people don't want to take a chance on the director that hasn't done a movie yet. Yeah. It's the right e- Even though he's probably is going to put more time and energy and bring new ideas to the. You know. Dude, it's not even
2: that though, Abraham. It's like, uh, Oh, this guy hasn't shot a bottle of whiskey. before. <laughs> <So he can't. laughs> That's what it is. I'm not lying. No, no bro.
3: I, 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 for real was shooting a thing last summer where I had I was shooting a spot with like swimmers, like Olympic swimmers, and we sent out like, um, you know, kind of like a memo to like a few different um, DP reps, and it was hilarious what they sent back. It was like they only sent stuff back of DPs who had shot anything with water, whether or not it was in the background. <laughs> Four grand. I mean, it was just like they thought that, like, I really needed someone who had shot like H2O before it, to, like, yeah. <laughs> know how to
0: handle the project. <laughs> no, it's, it's so true. <laughs> Christian, I'll give you a little insight uh, because I worked at which, and I might have to blurt this out later, but it's the largest independent agency. And they, those are the type of agencies that are working on the big Super Bowl commercials, million dollar spots, that kind of thing. And the way they select it is they have a producer and they always cast directors based on what they've done um and what they've Mm -hmm. done like recently pretty much and and you have to almost like cookie cutter they're not going to be like oh this guy hasn't done that they just assume if you haven't done it you you don't know how to do it Mm. pretty much
2: (laughs) so let me but let me paint the uh the scenario in which i'm like not that i would compare myself to this director but if someone all of a sudden goes oh hey barry jenkins is available for this music for this uh You know, like he just did Moonlight. He just did, uh, you know, uh, Beale Street. Like, mm-hmm. would they say no?
0: The, you know so what the I mean? gatekeepers like often don't know what those people are. The gatekeepers are in the ad industry, in the ad world. They're not like, in the so film. So they wouldn't see, like, they're not like artistically informed. No, unless you get, like, a young director that's, like, has a passion about film and is, like, weirdly really into it. Like, maybe. Like, the gatekeepers are, are usually not gonna always be super in love with film. They're going to be right. uh, consuming ads.
2: So why why would we even play? You know what I mean? Yeah. Like why would I even play the game? Uh like it's so <laughs> unsatisfying.
0: <laughs> Money, dude. It's it's a necessary evil. Um but I, I have a lot of respect for the directors that are able to to make really good ads cuz it's so hard and Bro.
3: I said this to And I'll stick by it like forever. Like this is by no means like us shitting on like making commercials. That is like an art form that is. And, and like, you know, in my experience and it being like difficult for me to like get any kind of traction in that like Mm -hmm. world. I'm like, bro, just like being able to like get in the room. Like if you win like a commercial and are able to just make it like huge, like kudos to you. And then to go through the gauntlet of like pre-producing with a client and an agency and like coordinating with your production company, like make it happen and actually shooting it and looking good and then turning into something that's like even worth watching. Yeah. yeah. Dude, I'm like huge hats off. So like, I don't want this to be like a shitting on commercials. Like that is not the case. I think that's like mm-hmm. totally legit. But for us it's, you know, I'll speak for myself at least it's like, yeah, I, I think that that's really important in a way to make money. But um, I don't want to get tangled up in that and forget yeah. why I was here in the first place. That, that's all I'm trying to say.
0: Yeah, It's for sure mathematically harder uh, because you're working with committees generally. You have uh, yeah. a bunch of positions. And I mean, you, you can see it in the credits list, but you have a lot of people's hands and opinions involved and you have to convince all of them essentially. Um, and you're often brought on uh, not from the beginning. Often it's like the general rough idea has been you know, uh, come come up with by an art director, and you have to just polish it and mm-hmm. and make it right. come to life because it's just uh, at the end of the day, it's just an idea. It's not really uh, a yeah. thing yet, mm-hmm. yeah.
2: Which is not exactly the basis of filmmaking, you know. Mm-hmm. Like right. the uh, as far as the um, inheriting of ideas, mm-hmm. you know, is yep. probably the the toughest thing as a commercial director. Mm-hmm.
3: Christian, do you feel like uh, like saying that, do you feel like in some ways music video directing is like a truer form?
2: Oh, let me say this about my experience with music videos. They're like my Achilles heel. Like There's a reason you can't find a music video that I've ever done. It's because I buried all of them. <laughs> <laughs> Which is why, like, dude, there's... There's certain kind of directors, man. There's like, not like different schools of thought, but just like different sort of like approaches to, to the way they make images. You know, like I'm I'm a huge like Steve McQueen, David Fincher, like very like static, very like composed, um, like scene work almost. And Jared, it's Jared approaches things, uh, things as like a, a fine art photo. You know what I mean? He layers things. Uh, within a single image that sort of like um, make it just, it's like a two plus two equals eight. You know what I mean? Um, And I just don't see, it's hard for me to literally see the world in that way, you know, or or like a person. Like I see, when I see a person, I see like the story and I see their childhood and I see all that. When Jared sees a story, he probably doesn't see that, you know, he sees something very, um Jared-esque, you know <laughs> yeah
5: yeah. Um, think, yeah or
2: he sees like oh i need to wrap oh i need to wrap a snake around that person's neck and they need to be lit this way <laughs> like that's how you would think and it means yeah. and it means the fucking world and it sounds like i'm joking but um but i'm not i don't know where i was going i that. feel like we're like
0: that too like i think some people are generally naturally just more visual people. And some, some people don't think in images, they think in words and story and neither is better than the other. And you kind of, let me
3: just stop you right there. (laughs) Uh, uh, This is, this is, you didn't say anything wrong, but I, this is like one of my pet peeves is like to, I promise you, I'm I'm not angry. Only, (laughs) Um, no, just the idea that like, uh for something to be visual is to is to um be like vacant of story is one of my pet pet peeves and i feel like that's something that i came up against a lot you know like when i when i was kind of like coming up i didn't have like actors of any kind (laughs) that I could depend on to deliver anything so I I feel like I just had I learned this is an excuse it's just kind of like how I legit came up is just like learning to, uh, tell stories visually, you know, like it kind of just like legit is what it is. And, uh, I, I find myself kind of sensitive to that because I'm like, there, there's a lot to be said for like telling a story through an image and not just like dialogue. So anyway, no, didn't mean to cut you off. So
0: yeah, I kind of want to get into that. Cause I, I feel like it's, it's, ne- it's never really talked about. Um, and I think what I was trying to get at is, is you need both. Like, you, you you have some directors that aren't really strong visually, so they have to work with a DP that is. Um, right. But, but then there's also some people that over-romanticize a story, too. Like, that that's a yeah. thing as well, at least in the ad world, where, where at the end of the day, I'm just like, sometimes I was in meetings and I was just like, we're selling Coke like or, or soda, yeah, yeah, you know? Yeah. At the end of the day, we're selling sodas. Wait, so, like, let's. I
2: want to know
3: not- why. Why were you cracking up so much just now,
2: Christian? I was just thinking of your muse. It was just like your taste. Yeah, your taste and just like <laughs> the people that you film. Like, this random homeless man that you found. Just like he's not
3: become. homeless. He's not homeless. <laughs> he, he's great,
0: Yeah,
2: um, I. It's a very good question, dude. Um, Jared, do you have?
0: What was the question? I thought you were. It was a question, more of a statement. I, I, I think you need both. Yeah. Sometimes yeah. too much importance is. Dude, it's,
2: it's all, it's all, dude, it's all, it all has a, I'm not the kind of person that's like, oh, it all has it. Like all art is like, I'm not like a, you know, some people would be like, oh, if anything that moves you is art. Like, I don't really agree with that. Like, I think that there is a level of like craft that anybody anywhere can appreciate. Right. You know what I mean? Um, how you interpret that craft is filmmaking. Like that's the difference between me and Jared and anybody else. It's like, um, because it's built up of like all the movies you saw, all the music you listened to, the girlfriends that broke up with you, the <laughs> you know the the weird pastor conversation you had when you were fourteen. You know, like <laughs> it's all that shit, and that dictates the way that your like taste like collects things. Because you're just getting older, and you're just able to – especially now, we're we're able to watch so much content. Yeah. There's so many good things. Um,
3: I wonder what the effect is of that on – how old are you guys? Who's like the youngest person in the room over there?
2: Me. I'm 24.
3: Okay. I'm just curious like how so much access to – whether it's films or just images or whatever, I'm just curious what that does to your brain. You know, like I feel yeah. like me growing up, it was like, you know, I the, the internet was like kind kind of a, a thing, um, yeah. which is so crazy. I know that's crazy to hear, but like,
2: dude, I, I, dude, social media, I feel like has trained our brains to just compartmentalize different kinds of content. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like I go to Instagram for a certain thing in my brain. I go to Netflix for a certain, I go to Pinterest to see a certain thing. You know what I mean?
5: Yeah.
2: Like they, they're smart enough to sort of, uh, because not everybody is, can be Netflix. Otherwise they would just be a ton of Netflix. You know, right? <laughs> but it's like,
5: yeah,
2: Netflix has their thing, but also criterion has their thing. Right. You right. know what I mean? Right. Like there's now, always, a, um, yeah. yeah. But I, I also, guess I'm just I
3: curious for someone like, like your age, is it like, are you able to distinguish like, this is what resonates with me? Or are you just like bombarded by things that you're like, ah, I don't know. Like, yeah. How does that-
4: yeah, I feel like I'm not that much younger than everybody else in the room, but I he's, feel he's like...
0: He's Gen Z though. So I think barely, he has a good insight. Barely. barely <laughs> yeah.
4: But
2: yeah, I don't she, know. She, I
4: feel like I grew up with like Tumblr and I was like one of the first... I was early on Twitter, like way, like back before Twitter was even a thing, and I was late to Instagram because my parents wanted to buy me an iPhone. But, like, <laughs> like you know, it's like it's, there's all these like weird things. But I, I would say that like, with more access to stuff, like the really good stuff stands out to you the most. Like yes. I would say yeah. like come to the top. Like, I think I was listening to something about like opportunity and access and like kind of like how do we dismantle gatekeepers and industries especially in film I feel like is like a huge one but you you know like recently Abe and I have been watching a lot of stuff from Criterion and like all that stuff like you really feel something I feel like in an age Mm -hmm. I've spent like 20 years just watching like a lot of bullshit and then like five years ago like (laughs) A24 came out and you're like oh my god this is art and then it really wasn't like in the late, like, like mid nineties and late nineties is like when a lot of, and like early eighties or late eighties really is like a lot of crazy stuff. So like watching Paris, Texas and three colors blue and like, yeah, all, yeah. like in the mood for love, like that kind of stuff is like, it still hits, you know? And I think like when you grow up and like maybe that stuff's not normal, like that stuff really does resonate even more so. I, I think mm-hmm. that's maybe like an interesting, like,
3: um, not to wrap it I'm 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 putting on my podcast host um hat for a second it feels like a really kind of like great full circle like uh place to kind of like um maybe land is like yeah that that stuff is like crafted by people who have been working uh, like for years to to like put put like something like like Mm. any of the films you just mentioned together it's like I don't know uh, there there, there's a lot we could talk about with like legacy and trying to like outlive like your own life by the work that you do i don't know how much i subscribe to that or care about that but um, it does seem like the things that tend to be more timeless and resonate deeply with people are the things that like we put our full selves into you know Mm, right and i think that maybe that's that's what so attracted me to film in the first place without knowing it. I don't know if I could have have articulated it like that when I was 14 and saw Baz Luhrmann's Romeo and Juliet, but like I remember seeing that movie and being like, what is this? Like, what I don't even understand what this is, but I'm like weeping watching Mm. Claire Danes and Leonardo DiCaprio like, you know, unknowingly like commit suicide. You know, it's just just insane to think about the effect that had on me. And I think that, you know, those things outlive like, a, an ad, they just do, they just yeah. do. Yeah. And, and I think that on some level, maybe that's what I'm after. is like, just, um, being able to make something that can actually connect with someone on like a deeper level. And I think even maybe more than that, it sounds like slightly lofty. Like, um, just even exercising like the things that I've been through my experiences and being able to like you know for that to be crystallized into something that I can give to someone else I don't okay. know I'm, I, maybe I'm, I'm being too like poetic about it but that's the stuff that that I'm I, I'll like yeah like die
2: for that's what I want to make yeah yeah that's cool
0: um uh- One last thing that I wanted to touch on before we close out, I think, um, we've really hit on the nail, like just how much goes into, uh, what you guys do. Um, one of the things that we've noticed recently is, is with directors, is they'll spend like months on a project and, um, but whatever the reason is for when it comes to presentation, it all feels homogenous. Everyone has yellow text on their videos. Everyone has a Squarespace site. Um, why do you think that is? You, like within the industry, um, so much. We can't
3: time. afford that mouthwash shit, man. That's why. <laughs> <laughs> They're too busy
0: paying for their films. For <laughs> no. But, but what.
2: You- Jared, Jared, I think we do need to squeak out a website design from this whole meeting if we can. I don't know
0: possible. <laughs> But yeah, no, what,
4: what's your guys' take on
0: design in film from other people's perspective? Is like, do these guys just not care? Do they not have good design taste? Do these are guys you talking about us? No, industry. Like, industry. like, I'm just kidding. And, I <laughs> kidding. <laughs> <laughs> like, go to their site like, Squarespace. It's all the same. Uh, like, go. Dude, I will say this. The yeah, type. yeah.
2: I'll say this, dude. Like, there are some things that. Um, the 5D and like Vimeo sort of like allowed for everybody to have, you mm-hmm. know, um, this like access to just like start creating images and stuff. But that was like what, 10 years ago? Mm-hmm. Right. 12, 13 mm-hmm. years ago? It's like the generation that like, it was my generation, me and Jared's generation that kind of was, it was the first generation. Like there were people doing it in the 90s, like with home videos, like Lars Van Trier and stuff that were doing like weird. Um, like art films and stuff on VHS but like we were the first generation that like had access to beautiful images you know and i think um because that generation was it's it was like a big sort of bomb on on the ability for us to just make stuff um i think the attention just goes different places yeah. like then like the the catch up time for someone to be um super well versed in design and film and know how to like do both. I think if you, if I uh honest, if I'm honest, like, I don't want to blow any more smoke up Jared's ass, but like, I just <laughs> look at what Jared does. Honestly. Yeah. Like if I'm looking at design stuff, because I know that he has the weirdest fucking friends that he hires <laughs> to make his design work. Yeah. So I'm like, <laughs> if his like weird art school like these i mean these guys are friends of mine too but like um like eric Kirchin is like just a straight up weirdo man he's a savant of wait, weirdness wait you guys know eric you do know of
4: eric eric Kirchin? Yeah. we he, know that name yeah
1: we? he watch. like worked with some directors that i worked with in chicago but i've i've never met him in actual life okay
3: you should follow I him i think uh, <laughs> yeah yeah i
1: lo- i really love his design work
3: he's one of those guys that like um He's into stuff probably two years before I am, and then maybe like yeah. three years before like.
2: And everybody's else. like, "What the fuck are you doing?" Yeah. and he, I, he's one of the guys that like, doesn't
3: get any credit because he's there so early.
1: Yeah, you know
3: that <laughs> it's yeah. like. Guys
1: that I taste see maker. working with like Boney Bear on like album art, like it's like that, yeah. like. There
3: yeah, that and then he gets yes. and then he gets ripped off, and everybody's like oh, this is cool, but, like, two years later, and he get he doesn't get paid for it, he doesn't get the credit for it, but he's one of those yeah. guys, for sure. Uh, but
2: so I, but I, th- I think it's an interesting question, though, of, like, a, as a filmmaker, like, where does your – like, where do you stop, like, learning different things? I mean, you know what I, I mean,
3: I'll say for me, like, presentation is, like, super important to me. Yeah. super important to me, whether it's, like, within the, the film itself or, yeah, like, presentation on my website or whatever um, – yeah, it's something that I'm very, very conscious of. But I do think that you're right, Christian. There is like a level of like um, bandwidth, you know.
2: Yeah, yeah.
3: Like attention that you can I pay think to it,
2: especially when like the, you know, our generation of filmmakers are like just looking at looking around at the best guys as their peers, because we all have the same heroes. Like we all love PTA and uh, fucking, you know. Stephen Queen and Wes Anderson and all these guys, yeah. but like they're above us, right? So we all we have Vimeo is like our peers, you mm-hmm. know. So like who's rising to the top on Vimeo and like what are they doing because they're doing some edgy shit? That's why you see anamorphics come in and stay for like three or four years, and now you don't really see them. Yeah. You know? Mm-hmm. Like things just change because yeah. people started shooting anamorphic on their five D's. Yeah. Like that's why it started was like modifying these cameras to shoot anamorphic. Um, so everybody just follows suit because it looks cinematic as fuck. <laughs> <you know? laughs> um, but now it like you said, it's so homogenized that it's just like that it's almost um cliche at this point yeah. to do like a sports ad in anamorphic. It's like okay. You know?
0: <laughs> There's nothing negative yeah. of- which like <laughs> yeah. Go ahead. No, yeah, I, I think back at like some of my favorites. Old stuff like yeah, '90s movies, '80s movies, and so forth. And there was so much attention to detail in the credits list and, and and the world they created. And I see nowadays it's almost too convenient to uh to just not not worry about that stuff, or maybe worry about other things. Um, so like, there's an imbalance.
2: Dude, you're totally right. I mean, dude, one of my um one of my good friends, Danny Yacht is that's his whole career is making titles for movies. You know. Like, and even still, I look at his not to like he's he's a he did the titles for like, um, like he was on the team that did like the titles for seven if you remember those like all the close up macro David Fincher like, um, Brad Pitt he's 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 insane but I even look at that design work and I'm like I think I would do something different you know like I don't know if there's like a yeah, I think that's why I say like I, I kind of just follow Jared because Jared's <laughs> one of those guys that's in the know of like what his friends are doing. You yeah, know, that, I don't have that, that many scad friends. DNA. Yeah. <laughs> how would you guys? Okay,
3: let's let's keep in mind I haven't updated my website like the vibe of it for like three years. But how would you grade my website?
0: At the moment, don't ask those questions. <laughs> oh <do>. Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> I do like
2: it. Okay. I don't want it. I'm not participating in this. By the way, I don't know if there was ever- the, the verticals
0: good. on the cool. It, oh, I think it's
4: cool in general. No, I think it's different. I think it's
0: different. Yeah, yeah. but I, I will say this: you I'm do a really good, good. You
2: guys, man, come on! No, I'm guys. gonna be honest with
0: you, dude. I, I feel like you do a really good job uh, to create this world. But for whatever reason, uh, like think about watching a video on Nowness versus YouTube versus Vimeo. Like you, the, your website is so personal. You have this one shot and it's accessible to anybody in the world for someone to come and have a different, unique experience. And I feel like mm-hmm. it's overlooked um, in the industry specifically, and which is why we're trying to really just kind of set precedent of what can be done mm-hmm. is because this industry is one of the most creative industries, uh, but designed and user experience is overlooked uh, because of so many other things, right? We, and we can go about that forever, but it, it is often overlooked. Um, and I think if, if people were to start to pay attention, you'll see a whole new wave of creativity within the industry. And, and I think that that would affect Mm -hmm. the takeaway that people get when you watch a video. Mm -hmm. Yeah.
2: I'm with you. Give me an example of that. Abraham This is very interesting.
0: Um, I I don't know. I, I just, I think of like, it almost cheapens the product when you go on to a, to, to a site that is a template. Uh, because yeah. your, your treatments aren't templates. Your, your, you know, your writings aren't templated. Uh, yeah, that's a good way to put it. Your colorist isn't doing a preset, or at least, I, I mean, I'd hope not. Um, <laughs> you know, all these other things, for whatever reason, like you guys are so unique that on the last little bit of the presentation... It's like the last
4: leg of the race. Yeah,
0: and and I, and I think it's... I'm not trying to, like, like, uh, point out anybody. I think it's an industry problem, and, and I think... Us being us, a jung- younger generation, we want to help with that because we grew up with technology. Mm-hmm. We grew up with. Uh, By being, all means. <laughs> when we start. Well, uh, even, they, they, yeah.
1: Like a 24s website, like I feel like it was one of the first like web yes. websites where it's like, wow, like this is really different, it and it feels like more a film, more than just a film, more mm-hmm. than just a video. It's like this whole world and experience, and there's like different touch points of clothing of posters of all these things it's just like wow this is like a whole world and I think they were one of the first yeah. to do that yeah. versus
2: it just dude I, I collect this shit this stuff is like one of a kinds to me
0: oh, yeah, yeah. You know what, dude, I mean? what happened to film
1: just like, yeah, no.
2: what happened
0: to what what happened to film posters like they used to be so tight like uh, for whatever reason.
2: fucking Netflix man that's the I mean what do we what do you think like just like nobody leaves their home anymore I think like Guys, Gosh, man.
3: I'm very sorry. I have to go. I'm, I'm, 20, <laughs> I just, I'm 24 awesome. minutes late for, for dinner, and they're just sitting
1: down there. And we could talk, honestly, for hours, but yeah. I think this has been really good, and we've hit on a lot of different things. We don't want to keep you any much longer, but thank you both for yeah. joining us. Thank you awesome. for
3: having
0: us. Yeah, yeah.
2: yeah, Jared, let's schedule another LA trip, and we'll do this in oh, person. Yeah. Oh, yeah. We'll do another one.
0: We have better weather. You guys should oh, – Yeah. I think
3: we should both <laughs> – me and Christian are going to show up at your office and we're going to have like a um, website making sleepover. And you guys are just going to <laughs> <out> <laughs> in one day you, like,
1: Hostage until we make you a website. Yeah. We're down. yeah. <laughs> Let's do it. <laughs> All okay.
0: right.
4: Thanks guys. Good.
3: Thanks, guys. Yeah. Thanks guys. Thanks
4: guys.
0: Later guys.
1: Thanks again for listening to the mouthwash podcast. For more information, you can follow us on social media or check us out at mouthwash.com.